Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is John once again, and you have found the Sketch Podcast. I am here, as always, with publisher Bob Hickey and editor Bill Nichols, and we are going to be talking about sketch cards tonight. How you doing tonight, guys? Hey, John. Hey, John. Yes, uh, that was Bill first, and Bob, in case this is your first podcast. But if it's your first podcast, stop listening to this one. Go back to the first one. That's right. By then, you'll know all of us. That's right. But we are talking sketch cards. So, sketch cards, tiny little things. What's the big deal? Why is everybody so enamored with sketch cards right now? Well, for an artist, you don't have a, a, a great deal of time spent on one piece of it. It's a little piece of art the size of a baseball card that range from simple sketch cards in pencil to very um, dynamic color illustrations, and uh, some of them are just plain awesome. And you can do them single, you can do them in group shots. I mean, I've seen some very clever groupings, um, but a lot of people are doing them. Uh, if you go to uh, Scoundrel Art Community, uh, yeah, Scoundrel Art Community, uh, most every one of those people do sketch cards. And there's a lot of them, a lot of cards, a lot of sets and things coming out. But they're pretty cool, actually. I mean, we know we know several people who regular regularly do cards. Um, Tony Hochran, um Ingrid Hardy, uh, Joe Caroni. I mean, that's where I first really started paying attention was when Joe was doing them. And he'd come up for pre-comic day at Comics to Games. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned a little bit about him from him. And over the, the past couple of years, I, you know, especially with us doing the uh, sketch card event for cancer, uh, we've seen a lot of cards. And it's amazing what some of these people can do in such a just a small amount of space. But uh, they're doing it. And they're still doing it. I think a big thing for collectors is that, yeah, they're small, so you can collect a lot of them and put them into a small amount of space, frame them, display them. But you can also get them affordably. I mean, most cards probably range, I say, from $10 to maybe you know, 30 40 bucks, 50 bucks on commission base. Now, there's some guys I know who gets a lot more, and it depends on, you know, who they are and what they're connected with. So I guess we could get into that a little bit farther. But um, sketch cards definitely have been very popular. We sell a lot of blue line to artists and to fans who take around getting artists to sign them. I think if you're going to be successful at it, and I know there's several sketch card sites out there along with DeviantArt, a few of them, you've got to become an artist that collectors want. 
to do that, you've sort of got to do like a friend of ours, Scott Simmons, who is now, I guess, an official Star Wars artist. Is that correct, John? I believe so, yeah. He um, is one of the people that is, I don't know if you say call it license, but essentially Lucasfilms allows him to create Star Approved. Wars imagery. Approved. Approved, yeah. Approved. Yeah. Approved would be the yeah, best he way. Is, he, he is approved. Yeah, that uh, means he can be hired to do illustration for Star Wars. Right. Because um, yeah. there is that brouhaha, um, not so much with Star Wars recently, but with uh, Marvel characters, um, where they were getting a little antsy about people making money off of their, uh, you know, doing their characters at conventions and such. And, um, uh, Lucas is notoriously um, heavy about his properties getting out into other hands. So mm-hmm. when you can get someone who's approved by Lucasfilms, it's definitely a plus and does a great deal for the collectability of the card. Right. Now, usually guys are used like that to do the um, sketch cards and, and uh, card collections, right? right? Yes. Yeah, um, from tops. Right, and uh, isn't uh, is not Joe Caroni yes. in some way also yeah, approved? Yeah. yeah, Joe has been doing has been Star Wars approved for a long time, from doing right. uh, role playing games, till he moved right into the uh, sketch cards. Yeah. He's done uh, fanzine stuff for official fan publications. And Star Wars Insider. Huh? Star Wars yes, Insider. I think I think some of that. Mm-hmm. Thank yep. you. So but yeah, credit. So yep. <laughs> he he does. Um, so yeah, he he does sketch art, and, and he fetches a pretty fair penny for his ones. I think the way it works is that you commit to do so many cards, and I mean, there's some guys like well, Yuko Smith. He he does some sketch cards. I don't know if he did Star Wars. I know he's done done a Marvel and DC ones. Um, right. As you say, okay, I'm going to do 200 sketch cards. Man, you got to you got to be able to crank them out. Do 200 sketch cards, but you do 200 sketch cards, and then you get so many extra cards that you can do what you want with. And and what they do is every every card they give you has a special border or a special logo or something on it to make it connected with that set of cards. So you so you only get so many of those. And you can sketch on them, you can take them to shows and set them, but a lot of people eBay them. And I know at one time Joe was getting a fair, pretty good penny for his sketch cards on eBay. So uh, you may not make a whole lot when you do the money, do the cards for tops. Um, I don't think you're hard to get anything, actually, you do them for tops. But it's those extra ones that you can sell of your own, that's where you really make your money. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah you, you no, only make ahead. a little bit. No, you only you, for each card you only make. I'm guessing a buck and a half or or something. It's not a lot for cards. So, but yeah, it's really the returns that you get the money on. Right. Uh, and it also depends on the collectability and who you are and and what it is. But um, and the card set as well, because there's a difference between Joe Caroni's Star Wars price and Joe Caroni's. Dana, Warrior Princess price. It's, it's you know, it, they're both cool, but collectability-wise, it's it is different because subject matter. 
I know that. I was going to say, Bill, you mentioned inking a minute ago, and um, uh-huh. that kind of brings up the question: What are the unique challenges um, to artists about having to create a sketch card, say, versus a full size print? Well, it's a lot of the, the same uh, skill set, but you are working in a. Um, it kind of depends really on what you want to achieve with that. If you are just going to crank them out, but I've seen some cranked out cards that are you know, pretty tricked out as well. I mean, they were. That is a challenge to do something that's um, very colorful, maybe, or very uh, dynamic in that that small size. But by working in that small size, I mean, I know some. Uh, artists who will work on a, a set, say, of Luke Skywalker, and they'll have a, a, a model card, and they'll do a bunch of cards the same, or more or less the same. So they'll take it from the pencils, maybe to the inks, you know, if they want to do color, that kind of thing. It really depends on how um, much they can maybe get in there. Because there are some people who will say, yeah, I'll do a thousand cards. And I think Joe at first was doing a lot of cards. But that's a, a huge, huge uh, demand on your time because you you do have a deadline. And trying to get those cards in and done, um, I mean, you're working uh, many, many hours in the day, many days of the week until you get those done. So he was, he, I remember he was... Uh, he would update, like, you know, I've done 50 cars today, and uh, he he was just trying to get them all done. And uh, he learned from that early, but it did give him a lot of, uh, not so much practice, but it sort of gave him ideas on his other cars. And other people, I've seen that too, where maybe they start out... You know, really excited to be doing a lot of cards, or say, you know, thinking that a lot of their cards are going to be out in circulation. But the reality of, you know, is their schedule, their time, uh, you know, because there are there may be other projects that they're doing, and that's maybe a little extra money, maybe that's a little extra exposure. So you have to balance that between what you commit to and what you can turn in. Um, and uh, how involved your you know your your cards can be, so it can end up becoming somewhat assembly line after a while. It it, it can be. I mean, if you if if you have a um, usually before the cards actually hit, you may have sketches of what you're going to do. I mean, we've done a couple of articles in um, in Sketch about uh, I think Hardy did um, one of the, in the new issue of Sketch Magazine, which is out now, uh, should have hit everybody's subscription. Yes. Um, their mailbox. Um, and we've, we've done others. Uh, George Calwell, I believe, and um, there's a few others. But knowing those people and following those people and several of those people will do um, cards on Ustream or Livestream, and you can watch them sketch their cards. Nicole Goff, uh, Nicole does a lot of cards and she's does some awesome cards and she will she will go through the whole process 
and she'll do that on Ustream, and then she will take that raw uh, video, and then she will edit it into sort of a time-lapse thing with music and put that on YouTube. I think I, I forward you, forwarded those links to you sometimes, John, if she has something yeah, going on. Yeah, I really you wish know, she it, would talk mm-hmm. about her process more. <laughs> yeah, but that's over the course of hours, so. Yeah, that's true. Really why she doesn't do it, but um, but she's she's you know she's involved in several card sets at any given time. Right. Or, uh, she's a good one to watch, and so is George and mm-hmm. the others, Jeremy Trees. Well, I know um, Renee Delise. Um, I think she's wrapping up illustrating the last unicorn for IDW. Um, her and Ray, they do tons of sketch cards at conventions. They're um they they put out a list and and they just their list gets full quick and they're fast. The idea is to me if you're gonna do sketch cards, it's gonna be fast because you know you gotta you know I know Bob always talks about making money, but um uh, you've got to crank out the cards for the time lot. You know if you want to make so much an hour and say you know you might want to make twenty dollars an hour at a con or thirty dollars an hour. That's not Thirty or forty dollars an hour at con's not bad because you got a lot of overhead to cover at a convention, the cost of doing it and everything. So you know you need to be able to crank out. If you're charging for ten bucks a piece, you need to be able to crank out you know four cards an hour. Um, some of these guys, it's crazy, crazy how much time they spend on them. But they're beautiful little personalized pieces of original artwork. Yeah, I think that's the real grabber right now. Is that they're one of a kinds, and and you know you can have somebody knock off the same image four times, but each one's going to have its own look, own feel. So, it's, it, they're pretty neat. It's a neat way for an artist to make some money. We're going to try it next spring, Jackie and I. Um, she shows that she can't make it. She's going to go ahead and pencil up the characters of Clay's way. I'll sit there at shows in ink and marker them, and then you know toss them out and see if we can make ten, fifteen, twenty bucks a piece on them. Um, I, I think it'll work. Well, what do you think of um, what do you think of maybe the sketch card as uh, a tool for someone to you know put their or get their name out or as a young or beginning artist? What do you think of you know what do you think of that as your calling card or your way of getting your stuff out there prior to the other. Um, I, I, I might I not be I, saying, yeah, well, I might I not be I, saying I, it right. I, I think I know what you're, where you're going with this and that, and that is a, uh, uh, because that has opened up so many uh, more opportunities for artists. I mean, there are a lot of people who are doing sketch cards who want to do comics or who want to do you know other things, but comics in particular. And doing sketch cards has been a way to get their name out there that they wouldn't have had otherwise. It's an avenue where, uh, because if you know if you're a part of a sketch card set, you know you're, you get, that is a published credit more or less. So, you know, not, from experience, you know we know that being published is one of the testaments of you know can be one of the testaments that can be also a, a bane of it. Of you know, your professional career is once you once you get published that changes your mindset into 
from I, I wish I could to I think I can and I am doing. So uh, it has opened up possibilities, and I know that I know several people that that has really opened up possibilities beyond the sketch cards too, where they have it, it has been a bridge to other things. So that uh, and plus the, the repetitive drawing and the you know, that's that's intense work, uh, and, and and it gotten better in the process. So that's a, that's a, a definite benefit of that too. Right. Yeah, it's. Um, I know. I saw an increase in Yuko's work when he cranked out all those Marvel and DC cards, because you, you know, like you said, you're just drawing over and over and over and over and over, and you're drawing quick, so you're finding ways around corners, and uh, it just it, it makes you think quicker. Your perspectives, your layouts, the whole thing, and you don't want to mess up. You know, you, you want to get it right the first time. So mm-hmm. it definitely helps your speed. And, and working in this industry in the pay scale, you you gotta have speed. So sketch cards. Yeah, if you can, right. Yeah, if you can if you can deliver and you can deliver a, a pretty cool card, yeah, and you're, I mean you're you're gonna get noticed. And that too is that forms sort of a uh, you know there's a whole community of people out there doing sketch cards of different right. sets or whatever. So um, yeah, that for that benefits too. That's a support group in a way. Yeah, I was going to ask you, let's, let's tackle if you're, okay, you want to get into comics and, and it's a really hard field to get into, and you've decided to go the sketch card route, what would be steps that you guys know of or that we can think of that a newbie coming into it would want to take? Uh, I would go to, first off, I, you know, really look at, at your, your stuff, but I would just start sketching up some cards. For one thing, but one one thing you want to learn is is you know parts of the business, and that would be maybe going to watching the reading the posts on Scandal um, Art Community, for example. Um, there's a couple of others, a couple other community boards and stuff, and uh, I did any Vasquez and uh, Randy, her boyfriend, her significant other, maybe her fiance. They did a, a book called Sketch Card Mania. Which I think is out now, so uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I know they were working on it. And watching and befriending other people, commenting on other people's cards, looking at the some of the people will show things in stages, and you can learn from that. But at, in the meantime, you can ask other people, you know, questions, not bug them, but um, by watching and learning, just like in comics and whatever, you can learn about them the process of doing those things, um, getting your own cards out there because it is, it, even though there are a lot of people doing it, it is tough and there, there are opportunities. It is tough. I mean, you have to, you sort of have to bring it. There is a, a standard of, of, in a lot of ways. So, but one of the things is, you know, with, uh, say the sketch card event for cancer that we do every year, uh, we love pro sketch card, event, the whole, uh, you know, the whole title there. We have a lot of people doing sketch cards. I yes. mean, it's what over a thousand. Yep. Maybe it's hundreds, and it's over a thousand cards every year. Right. And um, that, I mean, that's not quite the same thing, but it's using your talents to, you know, to achieve an effect. And people look at those cards, especially when they go up on 
on bids. People start scrolling through those screens on eBay for the charity thing and um, searching just characters sometimes, but all of a sudden there's a card and something catches your eye. And um, all those things combined, just like comics, you know, doing quality comic illustrations, uh, quality in, con in uh, sketch cards and other concept art, things like that, you know, can bring you out to the, you know, other people's attention. Okay, now go. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job there, bud. Hey, thought I was going to say anything, didn't you? Well, hey. you, you, did, you, you knew I was going to say stuff, but, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, you, do some research. Uh, and once you start knowing and seeing the people who are doing sketch cards and who are really active, uh, you know, they will, you know, look over your cards too or encourage you or whatever. Uh, I mean, put your stuff out there. I mean, join, join a message board and start showing your, just like comics and it, it, you can go to Comic Related and show your sketch cards. Several people on there are, are you know, they do both. They do sketch cards, they do comics. Uh, they do just illustrations and commissions and things. But basically, you want to get your name out there and get your work out there. And sketch cards are no different, really, in that respect than anything else. Um, so if you've got it, bring it. Right. Bring it on. Show it off. So. Okay, so say you're, you're starting to establish yourself. There's like you said, there's communities out there that you can jump on and join, right? Um, you really need to build a following though before you can really do anything like eBay, don't you think? Uh, in some respect, it's sort of the which came first, chicken or the egg. Uh -huh. Some people use that to build their rep. You know, they put their stuff out there, and they, it, you know, you put your if you put your stuff out there, and, say you're good, you're good. You know, you are a good artist, and you have tons of uh, cool sketch cards. Um, putting them on eBay, posting them on your social media, uh, that kind of thing. You can build up your own. You know, use those things to build up your reputation. Right. Because people will, you know, they're not going to really question, uh, say you do a, a sketch of something and you know you're, that you're not automatically say associated with the top Star Wars or, or that kind of thing but you can use that as as a, a way to build up your not only your uh, fan base say but uh, there are some people who do that's I mean that's all that, that is all they do is sketch cards really? and that's all they've ever done maybe um there's a there's a guy on Ustream and I cannot I I had followed him at one point but I need to reactivate my Ustream. Uh, but uh, that's all yeah that's all he does and then he his videos are just about him doing sketch cards and it was easy to find because all you have to do is go search and search sketch cards and then boom there's several people to just look at and uh, either follow them or check them out the next time that they are 
uh, online doing their their cards and their uh, t tutorials. Or, well, I mean, they're not really tutorials. In some ways, this guy is. And I, his, the second I don't have to think about his name, it'll pop into my head, hopefully. But, um, I am turning 50 next year, so it should. Oh, yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's both ways. I mean, Mark, I think I mentioned before, Mark Probst is doing, uh, who did Southern Nights and some other things. Uh, he, he does a lot of, I mean, that's it. That's basically his bread and butter right now. And he's doing some awesome sketch cards on right. eBay. And uh, that's all he, 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 it's quick. He does a really, I mean, he knows his stuff. And that's primarily his main source of income, I guess, right at the moment. So um, there are other people out there doing sort of the same thing because within one card, I mean, you can do one, maybe say one card an hour and you've built up the fan base going through the ranks kind of thing and, uh, or doing sets or some of the other things. And, um, well, I don't know. Yeah. It, it also depends really on the person, you right. know, uh, whether you have that ability to sort of have your own fan base, you know, I mean, you can be a, a regular, um, not a Jim Lee type, you know, a superstar artist or somebody who's, you know, just starting out. You can be a a, a, a good, decent artist, and you know, building your own fan base just based on. Not, I'm not saying mediocrity. I'm just saying uh, it is difficult to have to have your own quote-unquote fan base, but it is there, and part of that, too, is the person. It's you know people investing not so much in your cards as as also you hmm. as, uh, as a person, making yourself available to people and being um, a, a networking person, just like in comics, just like in, in some of the other, like in fiction writing. Um, putting yourself out there and Cards are a way to put yourself out there, and sometimes your personality comes out in your cards. Um, whether it's you, you like to draw, oh, the Fantastic Four, or you know something. There's, a, you know, I've seen the, you know, four cards side by side with each member of the Fantastic Four on one card, but the whole thing is, you know, put together is this little mini mural kind mm -hmm. of thing. I've seen a lot of triptychs, you know, three cards. Um, broken up. Um, I think Eric Eric did one for uh, Lackluster World. They got a lot of uh, press last time. Um, I think Warren Ellis sort of got a handle on it, and he plugged it. And yeah, I got some major bids. But it was yeah, a two so, card. It was a two card set as uh, Zombie Astronauts is what it was. It was really cool. Right. Cards. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's inventive and. I, I said before in other podcasts that I respect clever, and there are clever ways to do all those things. And yeah, you know, those those things appeal to me as as somebody who appreciates that stuff. So, uh, and there are other people who are like that. So I, I figure you know, I'm not the only one who who does, but um, not just because they're pretty cards or you know you use a lot of pretty colors, but. <laughs> 
yeah, I like clever. And there are clever ways to do uh, some very inventive cards, some very inventive layouts. And, in, you know, challenging not only yourself as an artist, but also uh, the people who are potential buyers or fans of your work kind of thing. Right. And that that's in everything. But um, in this case, yeah, I mean, you're the, the, the very small um, not a page, but you know, a very small format. Trying to bring out the best in you into these cards, and you know, talent will will rise. Oh yeah, you know, just like so. Well, it's a great way to get better at your skills. Because let's get real. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I think it allows you to uh, determine what kind of creator you want to be. It's an easy and relatively safe way for you to play with different genres of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that gives you the opportunity to maybe you know try out um, your own characters. You know, in a smaller format than having to create a whole book around them. Um, gives you the opportunity to try out a genre you haven't been part of before, like. You know, funny animal or horror or, you know, whatever. And I think it, it allows you to decide ultimately what kind of artist you're going to be. Are you going to be someone that does purely established mainstream characters? Or are you going to be someone that's going to try to make a go on sketch cards completely of your own, create your own character? Which is going to be a harder road to go definitely but I also think that it will probably ultimately work in your favor because it will help help you establish those characters and it'll help you um, you know get your name out there as someone who I have no problem with this myself but there are people out in the industry who have a definite problem with people who their whole source of income is the use of art they create of copyrights owned by someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, Wait a minute, there's there people out there who stigma. have trouble with that? No, there are people. I, I have talked to people who have definite negative opinions of people whose entire... Uh, income is creating work of, you know, creating mainstream, their versions of mainstream characters. Yeah. For example, you know, if you're an indie creator and you're trying to get your book out there and you're trying to pique people's interest, Mm -hmm. okay, so you're there selling your book. Right. Next to you is a guy that has set up doing nothing but... DC and Marvel sketch cards or prints or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that the uh, some of the people I've talked to in the uh, independent industry have real issues with that type of person who they're not really they're not really creating so much as they are recycling. Or regurgitating, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that, that could be a, in some ways a commercial success. And, and by no means, just if you say you have an independent, um, your own, say you have your own book and right. you want to get your name out there, the cards can be a way of um, drawing attention of, of your character, your original character, your OC. Uh, drawing attention to that book or that title or that character. Uh, Gary and I talked about doing Ursula cards at one point, uh, just as a you know side thing. But because just because you've done that does not I don't I don't want anybody to think that it's automatic that you you know just you know you put your cards on eBay and people will just buy them because they don't. No. I mean, it's you know if they're not good or if it, you know maybe they don't see it or if you aren't working other outlets to let people know that your cards are out there, you know, it's it's a vacuum. You know, your card's sitting there. Nobody knows. You might as well just lock it in the closet because nobody's going to know. But you have to, along with doing your cards, you have to be working other things too. Uh, getting your name and, and all the other things that we talk about on all the other podcasts, uh, you have to sort of put yourself out there, your talent, your whatever, and bring attention to your character or you know your talent your your eye for whatever your design and uh, you know get it out there and yeah there there are people who do that's all they do is is uh, Marvel and DC characters and um, you know I've seen them and some of them are licensed and some of them they will do the the main sets of cards and then on the returns they'll do maybe a variant of uh, you know, whatever the Hulk say, and right. they'll maybe use uh, silver ink or something, something to do highlights or something. For example, on one, you know, one one uh, card, just something different, and makes makes it just a little extra. And maybe they sell that return card on eBay or whatever, but or auction it off somewhere for charity, and that's another. Thing that people have done, especially you know, inspired by the cancer event, there have right. been other events where people use sketch cards as the the main focus of the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, in this day and time, you have to you, you do have to be careful because if Marvel was already protective of their copyright. Disney now owns Marvel, and Disney is really, really um, protective of their property, properties, and and all that. Uh, and they will take your cards if they, or your art, or whatever. I mean, they're. Uh, I think they are uh, able to do that if they. Well, they're able to shut down an eBay auction. They're able to come to a convention and tell you to remove them. That you're not allowed to sell. Truthfully, a lot of the conventions, the uh, contracts you sign, that will option that you have to leave the show because you're selling unlicensed materials. But let's get real. The sketch cards offer a way to get those characters out in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. It also allows to develop characters, uh, artists, allows to develop artists to get better and draw who these publishers end up picking up to do work for them. So 
I don't see anybody coming down on sketch card artists. Um, I don't see them coming down on guys creating prints right now. I think you have to be careful. Should somebody go to a Star Wars convention, take a folder full of Star Wars sketch cards, and not be a licensed sketch card artist? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. Not a good idea. Could you come to Detroit here and set up? Sell them? Sure. You know, the odds are having somebody here from from Lucasfilms is, is Neil. Pretty small. You might take off some licensed artists who are officially licensed, and I guess they could turn you in, but I think that would be really lame on their part because they started out somewhere. I think all these guys who get licensed need to realize they started out somewhere. Now, if you see the same person five years from now still doing it and haven't been able to try to get licensed or whatever, eh, maybe get all peeved. I don't care. But we all start out. So, I, I think you're a big draw when you're a licensed. When you're a, a Joe Crony, you're a licensed artist. You're a big draw for it. But I, I don't even see Disney at this point. This is so below them as far as how things stack up, you know. That yeah, I wouldn't go to Disney World and set up and draw characters, not be licensed. I wouldn't do it under their nose. Let's put it that way. Um, and a lot of people need to realize eBay is under their nose. Um, I know Lucasfilms has people that monitor eBay auctions. Um, they monitor the internet. So you have to be careful there. Selling them in person, probably not so much of a problem. Send them out on the internet if you're not licensed um, or whatever Bill called it. Um, yeah. Approved. Approved. If you're not approved, could be a problem. Even approved people, um, I noticed through a friend of mine who's also approved and threw some of his stuff into a sketchbook um, with other stuff, was asked to remove that sketchbook off the internet because those pieces had not been officially approved. So, I mean, he could sell them in person. He just yanked the sketchbook totally. And trashed it to done. Um, so um, he could have sold them at cons and stuff, and I had no deal. He just didn't want them out there. He didn't want to take a chance of being, you know, on the bad side of Lucasfilms. It's not worth it. It's not worth taking a chance. So yeah, that's not a thing you want to lose. No, once you achieve it, you don't want to lose it. Right. So, um, I, I there is one more thing about this. Uh -huh. Um. Bill was saying before, definitely get your name out there. You know, use the social medias. Uh, let people know you're doing sketch cards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, there is an extreme to this. Mm -hmm. uh, someone, uh, someone in our circle uh, does quite a few sketch cards and puts those sketch cards on eBay. Mm -hmm. um, then tweets about them. Twenty thirty at a time. Ooh. One tweet right after the other. Ooh, not good. That yeah, that is a turn off to people. Yes. That's that you know a few at a time is fine. Uh, putting twenty or thirty at once and filling up someone's Twitter page, that is either going to get you scrolled through without looking, or you know possibly even 
deleted. Right. From that person's friend list. So you got to think about stuff like that. You know, people are interested in looking at other people's work, but you also have to be careful about not drowning people under it. Now, is he doing all this all himself, or are people retweeting it? And so it keeps no, it's all him. Up. Is it? It's all him. Yeah. Okay. It's all under this person's main name, so they're not retweets. It's all. Okay. He's apparently sitting there with a stack. Right. Which you know, um, good good on him that he is uh, trying to get his name out there. Not so good on him that he's trying to do you know fifty at once. Right. They spread them out. Right, there tends to be a limit, you know, or you could say, okay, here's everything I've done, and go to this website to check them all out, you know, something like that. Right. But, you know, it gets excessive, and if uh, if you get your name out there for being excessive rather than for your talent, it's you know, it definitely works against you. Oh, you get blocked or off people's right, right, list right. or whatever. You know, you know? just... Even the site could get testy about that and kick you off. So, you know, there are things to watch. Uh, people have very people have very short attention spans, ultimately. So right. you have to uh, keep that in mind when you're trying to grab their attention. Now, I'm wondering, we might do this as an experiment in a couple months, um, just to see... And we can report back. And say, um, Clay'sway, you know, it's starting to build up its its viewers and there are people coming to it. Could we do a sketch card, throw it on eBay, and then do the tweets and the stuff and see how many people would come over, look at it, and bid on it? Somebody could get a cheap piece of original artwork, or it could build up, right. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how it would go. It's worth the try. Uh, well, I think there are, there are several strategies you, you can do with that. That's one. Um, another is that, I mean, you know a lot of people personally. Mm -hmm. And you can have even just your friends do their, uh, that could be like a little uh, subset or whatever of uh, just an added little thing of Clay's way. And you can put, them on the, put those on the, uh, the, the site. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be cool to see. Other people's take on you know in the sketch card for Clay's way, mm -hmm. uh, which would amount to fan art, right? Which you know it's another subject, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like that been, sometimes you know we have been we have been getting John Clay John hasn't art. been in, John doesn't know we've already got a piece of Clay's way fan art. No yeah, way, but it's yeah, it is cool. It is cool. So guy from uh, Cartoon nice. Network, so nice. So uh, uh, that that's a, you know those two things and um, this marketing thing as well. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, and you can try out ideas like right. in a sketch card that you know for you know maybe it's a, even just a panel almost of the strip. Um, I mean, there there are ways to play it. So, or you can take the original strips and cut them up in sketch card size. There, there you go. Yeah, like they take there you go baseball players' uniforms and they punch and make trading cards out of them. Have you guys seen any? There you go. No, I haven't seen that. Really? Those cards go like brand new, 
you pay like thirty dollars a pack for a pack of one card, and you'll either get like a jersey card or a base card or an autograph card. Yeah, it's big time. That does wow. bring up an interesting question with these sketch cards. I mean, we're all old enough to remember uh, when baseball cards sort of invaded comic book stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a while. Uh, yeah, they did pretty much every store I can think of. Um, then everyone got away from that, or it switched over to gaming cards, I guess. And now it's sketch cards. I don't really see this well, at why do you, stores. You, yeah, well, not yet, but um, I wonder why it's taken that that turn. Well, you know, this base- and this may even be a question without an answer, but well, there is an answer. The baseball card uh, market, you know, killed itself by putting out too many sets and subsets. There's too many companies, right. and they all did uh, rookie sets or. They all did, um, you know, some set, special set. Um, so basically, I mean, they just killed it. I mean, you, I mean, that is a danger in anything that you do, like even variant covers for comics or whatever. If it's a gimmick or if it's a, if it's excessive, like you were talking about with uh, the, the tweets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You can kill your own market. Black and white implosion with with comics. Uh, you know, it's like a balloon. It, eventually, it, it can pop. It might, you know, pinprick and, and barely get slowly, but it can explode or implode. And uh, that's basically once the baseball card thing aspect. I mean, they're still out there. They're still being produced and everything. They're still right. sets, but it's not like it was. Well, but there are people, still people who collect classic cards. I would say. Yeah, or even superhero cards. You know, there's a big superhero card boom, yeah, and I have, I have a whole binder full of them. And I took them to a convention recently uh, to try to sell them. I couldn't give those suckers away. Yep, I, I have boxes of them, singles and sets and everything. You can't, you can't do anything with them right now. I don't yeah, know you how can't, you can't get those. You know, Tops is moving. I mean, Star Wars sets come out still. Marvel sets come out. So, I mean, and we moved some packs in the shop, but you don't see people collecting the whole sets hardly anymore. Right. They want to get the sketch card out of it, or they want to get the autographed card out of it, or, you know, they just want to get the rare card. It isn't so much as I want the whole set, or I know I have a page where Jim Lee did all the X-Men's, and I have this one shot that it's nine cards, and it's like a danger room scene, all nine cards right. together, and uh, each card is a different figure within the danger room. And you know, I still have that. That's cool as heck. And that's where you know Bill was saying be creative with them. You know that that was right. Jim Lee had to do all these cards, and he was trying to be creative with them. And uh, so you know that was pretty cool. But yeah, you just don't see people collecting the whole sets right now. They just want the specialty cards, and you know that come around. I'm I think. It started off with the with the foil cards and the and the uh, autograph cards, and then they had to get more creative than autographs, and that's when they started doing the sketch cards. Right. I think that was pretty much a big hit, and it's it's created a whole market, and we all we all know several people who do them do them well. You know, it's a different way to build your skills. So, 
And blue lines well, are blanks. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I, yes, they do. I tried. I, I did cards for, tryout cards for, because Joe Caroni convinced me. You know, he said, you should try it. But the thing is, I'm not a penciler. And that's a whole new skill set. Uh, and if you go to my DeviantArt page, you can see, I think the, I think I still have them in the gallery, uh, some of the cards that I did. But uh, that first year we did the, the sketch card, uh, the, the sketch card event, mm -hmm. whatever I had left, whatever I had on hand, I put them in the auction and boom, they're gone. Because um, right. I just didn't want to see them anymore after that. But, <laughs> but I, I did color, and I did, you know, I tried, I tried out other things, and I haven't colored in a while, and I, I colored with watercolor, and you know, so it, I was, I was a bit antsy about the whole thing anyway. But, um, and I had a opportunity to work on the Avengers TV show set this year, but um, yeah, I really realized that I, I'm just, I, I, it's not something I want to do. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize about myself that. It, I'll ink whatever. I'll help somebody do whatever, but I don't want to pencil the things. I'm not. I'm not geared for that so much. Right. Uh, you know, I can design some things, but I can't sit down and pencil from start to finish. You know, create a card. I mean, I can, but it. It's not something I want to do. It's a chore for me, and I don't like things to be a chore because then it takes the enjoyment out of it. Right. Uh, I mean, some things you have to do, but this is just this was just extra and something. At first, I thought it would be fun, and parts of it were. But you know, a couple of cards of it I, I liked. That Ray Harryhausen cards, I, I did a couple of those. And it was kind of fun because I like those movies and stuff. And I, you know, I love the Avengers, but you know, draw and speed, name appeal, and all of that. And I just I'd, I'd rather watch the you know DVD or something. <laughs> I just I found you know that's one of those situations where I found not my call, something that was not my calling, and right. um, that's one of those learning things that and it's something that you go through, and maybe that's so you you learn what you're good at and you learn what you're not good at, and some people learn what they're not good at and they still do it, but that's another story, you know, but. It doesn't mean you can't get better, and it doesn't mean that I could get better, but I I just don't want to invest the time and the energy into doing something I really dread almost, really, if I had to do it. I would rather ink cards for, you know, like I, did, I have for the last three years. That's fun for me to ink other people's sketch cards. I get to ink Joe Staten, uh, Brian Pierce this year, and did some great cards. Uh, I think I've done Joe's Joe Staten's card, I and mean, that's I'm a fan of his, and and he did sketch cards for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. The first year I could have been Dick Giordano. I know, but <laughs> it kills me. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he sent them to Blue Line, and by that time there were thousands of cards. So pulling those two cards out to get to me in time was uh, it was just because plus everything had to be scanned and everything. It was just time got away from us, but that was. Just the idea of that was just cool. So I mean, that's all part of it too, is uh, the coolness of it, and and what you what you 
can do, what you try to do, and sometimes it works, sometimes it wasn't. Uh, it doesn't, but it wasn't something that I enjoyed, but parts of it I did. So there's an enjoyment factor there. There's also a creative factor. And some of it's a financial factor for some people, and that's I know people who who do sell a lot of their cards and do tweet a lot, maybe, or do post about it, or do run journals on DeviantArt, and they're trying to get their name out there. And I understand it, I do. And they're in this financial situation our country and our world is in, our global economy. I, I, you know that there may be more pressing uh, financial worries for some people, so that causes them to do more. And I understand that. And you can always, you can always hit, you know, hide or, or skip pets that one. But I don't know. I, so I, I would probably say I was guilty of some of the same things with our stuff. Cause I, I, I tweet or I post or I do whatever, because I, I do several things, whether it's the, art contest or Clay's Way or Sketch Magazine, those things. But uh, getting your name out there, and part of it is that you get your name out there. People, if somebody sees one card, maybe they see the card that gets you noticed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe they share that or maybe they post a comment on whatever and other people see that they posted a comment and that gets, and it can be a, a snowball. So basically the idea is just to keep trying if that's what you're trying to do. Uh, do your best work. And like I said, talent will rise. It takes a while sometimes, but, you know, keep at it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you did a good job. I should say like 10-4 or something. That way you start <laughs> Have a code word. No, you should go and scene. There you go. And scene. All right. And scene. And we're back. There you go. Perfect. Well, I, I think we've scratched the surface on sketch cards here, guys. I think there's a lot of ways to go with it. We can definitely, we probably need to come back and touch the actual art of sketch cards. Um, Sketch cards are, are tricky because basically you want to do headshots, bust shots, and waist-up shots. You know, full figures are too small. Uh, just not enough room for the detail. So there's there's a lot of concepts. You know, you, you, you want to use more brilliant colors when possible if it fits your style so they stand out. So there's some, some different things you want to think about. Um, and a jacking yeah, someone that draws real loose. Yep. You know, that's going to be a problem if you're someone who draws real loose or you have a problem with drawing things small, very uber detailed. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be a problem for you as well. Yeah, you'd be inking with a triple odd micron. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Use a pen needle to ink with. Right. Use an actual needle to yeah. ink with. Yeah. So. Pull out an eye. On eyelash and there you go. That. Yeah, I've actually used a needle to ink with before. It's really crazy. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's some, funny. Some facial eyes and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, well, yeah. Uh, we have we have, the 
I'll say this: we, we've, we, whatever we've covered in the subject of sketch card, uh-huh. we, a, a, with every podcast on comic related, I create a thread. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a question or you are a sketch card artist, you want to sound off and say, "Yeah, this is what I do. This is my approach to it." I welcome you to go to Comic Related to our forum topic, you know, our section there under the podcast and post to that. Yep. Give us your feedback because, and that's with comic artists and, and all the other things that we do. Anything that we talk about, people are, are welcome to come to the, to the forum and, you know, give their opinion or give their their input. And then we, you know, we talk about it. We learn stuff that we even didn't know or, or become acquainted with or uh, it refines a point that we made. And with in this situation, you know, when we come back to it, then we will be more, we will have more things to talk about. So do we have any questions and on the scene? board? And scene. <laughs> no. Not, not, no, I mean, there were some comments, just, you know, but not so much on. Okay, so see, listeners, we do check them so that we can answer them. Yeah, I check them. Every, I check the, the comic-related board every day. So, awesome. um, I mean, we... Yeah, I mean, we have, like I said, we have our own. The second section on the, the forum is ours. It's Sketch Magazine forums, and right. you can go to the podcast and you know talk about those things or you know anything with uh, comics and stuff. So uh, I mean, there's plenty, to, plenty to do there, and, and plenty to talk to us about because we're not, again, we're not doing this in a vacuum. I mean, there is three guys. You know, podcasting, but there's a whole group of people, hundreds of people who listen to these things, and it helps to have something coming back, uh, whether it's as a sounding board or whatever. But um, um, yeah, go to the forum. I'm serious about that, and, and, and give us your thoughts and, and your experiences. So there you go. Nancy. Yeah, ultimately, you're making our lives easier. Well, yeah. Well, one, we we, we like the questions because we know people are out there mm-hmm. listening to it. And two, right. we're here to share our experiences. So you know, anytime we can share, you know, help out or, and if we don't have an instant answer, we'll go find it. I mean, we know enough people. <laughs> um, John, what did you post online this week? Uh, not a thing. No, I'm oh. kidding. Um, always, always, always posting a lot of stuff. And since we are doing this a little later than normal, yes, more stuff than usual. Um, most recently, I did a thing on drawing anthro characters using basic shapes. Anthro being short for anthropomorphic. Uh, for those of you not familiar, um. You have heard us mention Jackie Hernandez many times, uh, and she, when she is not doing Clay's Way, does Ringtail Cafe and the Confectionaries. Uh, Ringtail Cafe is an anthropomorphic character book, which uh, you should go check out because it is extremely cool. So um, the artist here shows how to create those characters using the basic circle, square, and triangle method, so check those out. Um, Then I got on a little kick of 
uh, putting uh, famous artists doing their uh, their work up. Um, I happened to find a well. Prior to that, I happened to find a, a longer video done by the people who do iFanboy mm-hmm. uh, on the creator Ben Temple Smith, who, for those of you who aren't familiar, did Thirty Days of Night, the book Fell, and Dead Space. I thought it might be a good uh, entry as far as you know, with Halloween coming up and everything. A lot of his stuff tends to lean a little more towards the uh, horror genre. Um, back to what I was saying about uh, people sketching. Uh, I've got Ethan Van Scribe sketching um, sketching a what appears to be a uh, I guess that's a Jean Grey, but in the more common thing. And um, we were talking a lot of sketch books. Another thing that's become extremely popular lately seems to be the sketch cover sorts of things. And we can maybe cover that some other time. Uh that but that seems to be becoming a big thing in recent times. And uh below that, just for people who don't know who Ethan Vanscribe is, I put a little uh interview of him where he's talking about certain things, one of them being his book or his original character, Cyber Frog. Oh, I remember um yeah, you remember Cyber Frog? <laughs> yeah. Then um then two days uh for two days I uh came across this long series of videos and the uh, the two things I posted weren't even half of what's there, but it's um on creating a graphic novel. This uh gentleman here um received a Xerox Foundation award or grant or however they term that with him funds to help him create his book. Well, as part of that, apparently, he has done this uh, series where he goes out and talks to people and helps them in creating their own graphic novel. He has taken uh, a video of that series and broken it up into a number of videos. Um, And for that two days, I believe I did maybe four a day, so... I think you get about eight worth, give or take. So check those out. His name is Gareth Hines. Um, He's part of the Graphic Artist Guild. And his original uh, book is called Bearskin. So go check all that out uh, if you have an interest. If nothing else, just check out the videos because it is a lot of really good information. And as I said, there's a lot of it, so, you know, take some time. Um, then there's Brian Hitch uh, talking about his techniques and how he approaches uh, various things. Uh, about three videos on him, uh, showing him, talking about his work and showing his work. So check it out. And uh, once again, he's one of those people with that gigantic drawing table that I'm always envious of. Um <laughs> And then um, I was a really gigantic fan of the most recent run of Thor uh, with Olivier Capel. And I was able to come across two videos of him at a convention, uh, one sketching out Thor and the other sketching out the female version of Loki. 
And then once again, for people who aren't familiar, I found a little little interview with him um, talking about Thor and just, you know, talking about stuff in general. Um, Then this one's another uh, sketch and interview grouping together from J. Scott Campbell, uh, with the exception of the late Michael Turner, J. Scott Campbell is one of my favorite comic artists, has been for many years. Um, I really appreciate his style of art a great deal. So there is that, and you can check those out. And did we get to Dustin Wynn before? I don't think we did. No, I don't think so either. And then uh, also Dustin Wynn uh, interviewing and drawing. So you can see I was on a bit of a kick here. And, yeah, I believe that brings us up because I believe we hit graffiti last time. And um, actually kind of of funny or maybe just funny to me, uh, when I was uh, doing a little research on on Dustin – I had forgotten that the young man off of 21 Jump Street was also named Dustin Wynn. So it's amazing how much of this Dustin Wynn and that Dustin Wynn stuff gets intermingled on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Like I said, maybe it's only funny to me, but being old enough that I remember 21 Jump Street and remember the other Dustin Wynn, it just struck me as a mutant. Ioki, yeah. And then uh-huh. uh, f- later on, he showed up on, I think he showed up on uh, uh, that thing with the real high-tech submarine and the smart dolphin. Oh, yeah. Sequest. something. Yeah. The one with Roy yeah. Scheider. He was on that, too, in the later years. But um, as you can see, uh, with Dustin Wynn, I kind of, took his Wikipedia entry and plopped it right in there for people who didn't know exactly who he was. But I think pretty much everyone knows his work. So, so check all that out. You know, uh, you have, most of us have a relatively long weekend coming up anyway. So go check that out. Sounds good, John. Bill, what you got going on the boards and a comics mentor? I see that you're looking for judges for the art contest. Yes, I am, and I, yeah, because I sent you an email about it. Uh, we we got the entries in, um, and that's for the DVD um, to win the DVD of Give to the Greek. So now we're in the judging phase. So you can go on comic related forum and see those entries for yourself. And there's a judges forum where I've grouped them all together, uh, so the judges can. Some of the judges are. Uh, I mean, these are pros and people in the industry uh, who will. I've already gotten a couple of votes already, and I. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate the people taking time. Chris Warner uh, took out. I mean, he actually had the time to do comments this time, for example. And it, it, looking looking at those um, comments and then looking at the piece, maybe you learned something. Uh, it's, it's it's a quick tutorial in a way. You know what works, what doesn't. What works for one person doesn't work for another person. Uh, which you know, and plus personal taste, you know, also figure into it. But that's the big thing on the on the boards this week, you know, as well as the uh, podcast entry and 
and all that. But on Comics Mentor, um, I think about a week ago I asked, uh, what do you need from me? And that was a sort of a general question. In some ways, you know, it's about Comics Mentor. Do you need me to, you know, comic stuff or encouragement? And encouragement pretty much says for now, which I sort of was already in that vein anyway. But sometimes you just want to ask uh, sort of your purpose in a way or, or what, how you can help other people. Because like I said, it, I'll post some things about myself, something I really need to hear that day, and it resonates with other people. And that happens pretty much every week, sometimes every day in a week almost, uh, where something clicks, where somebody needs to hear whatever. And I've, I've posted about one of my mentors, which is the aforementioned Chris Warner, because uh, the first Chicago Comic Con I ever went to, there was Chris Warner. And I knew him from Apple 5. And I got to meet him and Mark Badger, but Chris has been there through my comic life, career, whatever. Um, at different times, you can go read that. And you know, Chris was very gracious about it, and he was he was very humbled. Um, he said, "I made him blush, so he has to kill me now." But uh, <laughs> sounds like Chris. <clears throat> yeah, and. Uh, Mostly this last week has been a lot about encouraging things, but I, if if you have time, go to Comics Mentor, and I think it's like I said, it's about about a week ago. I think it's the uh, the 21st of October entry. And what do you need from Comics Mentor, or do you need even need a Comics Mentor? I mean, some people, you know, probably don't, but. And it's not so much, like I said, it's not so much about me. It's about putting the good out there. And because some of the people who are commenting here are on other boards and uh, some of the message forums, DeviantArt, that kind of thing. And this, this is a place for them to uh, make their opinions known. And their words of encouragement or their words of how this has touched them affects other people as well. So it's a domino thing, and it carries through. And that's let that be the sort of the the the, the thread that runs through your life is is put the good out there in your own life, and just continue to do that. And you don't even have to go to Comics Mentor to do that. Just do it in your and draw and create. And that's that's one of the biggest things is is if that's what you want to do. Do it and and work at it. Um, Be realistic in your goals and um, pursue your dreams. And if you need help, go to Comics Mentor and ask me about whatever. If it's about focus, I'm helping somebody right now with that because I struggle with that too, having so many things going on. Um, And his name's not Bob Hickey. (laughs) He has a lot of projects that, you know, in the works or in his mind when he's trying to work on one thing. So I've had several people, especially in this last week, ask me different kinds of things, and that's a challenge to me to help or to be to, to be practically a practical help because I don't want him just to feed him, uh, you know, spoon feed him little bits of wisdom kind of thing, but. Uh, Plus, I post things about the podcast as well. So, I mean, 
me. That's a way to keep up with whatever's going on with us or if, I, if something's coming up, like the, um, the judges' forums and that kind of thing. So that's it. And see. Let's see. Um, let's see. We've been working on Blue Line, um, putting new products on and stuff myself. And uh, claysway.com, I'll mention that it's John, since you had to back me up last, last week on it. Um, two new strips up about Halloween. Those were a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to start taking over the blogs and the site a little bit more, make them a little more personal, and I'm going to move the ADHD uh, business type stuff more over into the community now that uh, Bill and I have been working on. So we can get some activities over there. So it's going to tweak a little bit. I think we're going to try to get the store live here in the next month or so. Um, so I've been working there. Sketch Magazine. .net is, you know, always trying to keep it updated. You can find out about the Sketch Magazine podcast app over there and the latest podcast. Um, and that's really it. I'm sitting up here right now, Detroit. I'm looking forward to the show. Um, Eddie's up here, who um, you guys know that I'm working on a new project with. This is the first time we've publicly appeared with some of the artwork from Camelot Forever. So um, after this show and next weekend, I'll roll right back into, uh, what is that, Mid-Ohio Con next weekend up in Columbus. So I doubt if I get a whole lot posted this week. But after that show, I'm going to start getting the uh, Camelot Forever site up so everybody can start seeing some of this cool artwork that Eddie's creating and that we're working on. So um, busy, as Bill mentioned, on all ends, keeping busy on all ends. So um, John, how can they find you? They can find me two places, uh, John at ComicRelated.com or John at SketchMagazine.net. Bill, how can they find you? They can go to ComicsMentor, uh, ComicsMentor.com. Uh, if they need to email me, it's ComicsMentor at gmail.com. Um, also on the, uh, once again, aforementioned ComicRelated uh, forum community, go there. You know, there's a whole section for Sketch Magazine, and I post there, and I, I look at other new posts, and I comment on things. So, um, yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, you can catch me at Bob H at BlueLinePro.com or at Robert at SketchMagazine.net. Had to think there for a minute. Um, we are we let let podcasters know that we are. Uh, Getting together in a couple weeks to talk about the studio stuff, our own personal studio stuff, but we're also, Bill and I are going to be working on getting Sketch 40 cranked up, hopefully out here very soon. 41. 41. 41. Yeah, I'm sorry. 40 should be in your hands. Yes. Yeah, finally. So, you should be looking at 40 right now. Right. And uh, 41. So, uh, it's going to be the Alex Ross issue. So I'm, I'm hoping to come out of here with some good news on future issues. We'll see. I'm not going to mention a whole lot yep. too, but I'm going to see what I can land up here. So, all right, guys. I think it was a good one. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.